Welcome to the Business of Purpose, the podcast for social entrepreneurs, people who know deep down they're meant to create something that makes the world a better place and who want to make a bigger impact based on their purpose. I'm your host, Adina Applebaum. I am an immigration attorney, social entrepreneurship coach, and financial coach. I'm here to help you uncover your deeper purpose and create a greater impact with your life's work, all in a sustainable way that makes money in the process, because we need massive resources to make massive change. In this show, you'll be inspired by stories of purpose-driven entrepreneurs who are creating social change and get the practical steps you need to learn how to make a living while making an impact. and welcome to another episode of the Business of Purpose podcast. I'm here with a dear old friend of mine, Ian Lopez. Hey, Ian, thanks for being on the show. Thank you, Adina. So happy to be here. Me too. I've been wanting to have this conversation with you for a really long time. Um, I'll go ahead and introduce you for folks. So here is a little bit about Ian's background. Ian is a functional medicine certified health coach and Tai Chi instructor. He works with global clients seeking to resolve work burnout, stress, and other modifiable lifestyle factors with the use of functional medicine, functional genomics, and client-centered care. His practice is called In My Life Coach, and his vision is to create a positive impact on the world by ensuring that people are empowered to live the healthy and vibrant life that they deserve. Such an amazing vision. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. (laughs) absolutely yeah um so we can just kind of jump in and if you want to share you know what led you to all this I know I mean I know as your friend it's been an incredible story but if you wanted to to open it up for folks what would you say (laughs) yeah well I I first want to thank you for the opportunity to be here I think the work that you are doing is absolutely incredible it's impactful. Oh, thank you. Um, it has a ripple effect that I know that no one can even fully understand as you as That's you help so nice. people thank in you. your journey. So uh, I, I think it's important to give to give you credit and kudos and thank you. My journey, really, I, like most of us, it's been a lifelong journey of trying to kind of learn about myself along the way as we have experiences in life that shape us, that influence us, that form us into who we are today in this exact moment. And so my work in functional medicine and health and wellness really probably started around 2010, 2012. Being born and raised in, you know, traditional Midwestern family, middle child, it taught me to be self-sufficient, to be curious, to try and understand myself and, and how I can contribute to this world especially as uh, coming from a mixed-race family. I'm half Polish Mm -hmm. and half Mexican. And so trying to find my purpose in this world was also influenced by my journey to figure out what I could do, what I was capable of, what I thought I was allowed to do. And so as I grew, I, I started my career in corporate, working for a major health company, and then shifting to a major food organization in the nutrition space. And while the work was fulfilling in some ways, it wasn't really nurturing my soul. You know, my, my innermost self still seeked out more. And so in 2010, 2012, I started to face some personal health issues. 
I was experiencing high levels of stress. They were manifesting into diseases like high blood pressure, elevated cholesterol, migraine, and just brain fog and lack of mental clarity. And it really impacted every part of my life. And so over the course of the next over a decade now, I started to try and understand myself and what elements of my life I could control and influence. One path would have been to take medication to address the symptoms. I wanted to understand if there was a way for me to build a foundation, build a life that really enabled me to be empowered when it comes to my health. And that took time to learn. And so I'm, I'm a big believer that nobody has a lack of intelligence. They strictly have a lack of information. And once you start to use your beginner's mind to learn more about yourself, about your health, about the influences around you, you can turn that information into insight. So over the course of the past decade, I've continued to learn how to address and improve my nutrition, my relaxation and sleeping habits, my movement, my exercise, my stress, which is a huge contributing factor for a lot of people's expression of diseases, and my relationships, relationships with myself and relationships with others. And so as I shifted my focus to understand myself more, I realized that the joy that I got in the work that I, did, that I did in corporate was when I was able to lift others up, when I was able to mm -hmm. help others become stronger, better, more empowered versions of themselves. Mm -hmm. And so I started to focus and noodle on that a bit and say, okay, how might I be able to position my life to serve others that also is fulfilling to me? And so... In 2020, um, I, right before, as everyone knows, um, the pandemic hit, I left my corporate job with an intention to shift my focus into um, helping others. And I didn't quite know how that was going to come to life. You know, fast forward a couple of years, I was able to finish a graduate certificate in nutrition science at Tufts University, about an 18 month program. And then I was able to complete a one-year program through the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy to get my certification in functional medicine as a health coach. And Amazing. they're partnered with the Institute of Functional Medicine, which is the overarching body that really has helped to form this new approach to medicine mm -hmm. and health. And so, you know, with that, I then started to use these tools, use this knowledge to help others and to enable others to turn information into insights and yeah. then understand themselves to translate that into action and habit formation. It's amazing to see how people can evolve and change and grow with just a little bit of help. And I think that's what we can all yeah. benefit from. And I think the work that you're doing aligns so well in that because at the end of the day, the more that we can empower others to help themselves, it will only then enable them to help others. And that ripple effect can be incredibly amazing and far-reaching. And so here I am today. And my, my passion is really to continue to find ways to use my skills um, that I've learned over my life in ways that ultimately help others.
discover their true potential by living by living a healthy life. It's such an incredible story. I mean, that that was an amazing overview, but like also watching you go through this some over the years as a friend, it's it's been so much more than that. And I'm just like really, really proud of you. And, and the, the leadership is the word that comes to mind. The leadership of like taking those risks, leaving that secure, safe corporate job for the unknown and trusting you would find the way and following the breadcrumbs. It's so incredible. And I was curious if you could tell people a little bit more about what functional medicine is for those who haven't heard of that. And what in particular drew you in that direction? And also, like, did you anticipate you would do that? Or was that something you figured out in the journey? Yeah, really good question. And I think just to comment on something that you, you just said, it, it reminded me of a quote about courage. And it's um, accepting the challenge of the unknown is courage. Yes. And we do it every day. <laughs> we do it, all of us do it every single yes. day. And the more that we can notice that and celebrate that, the more that we can treat ourselves with the kindness and confidence that we deserve. Even if it's waking up and saying, I don't know what this day has in store for me, something positive is going to come from it. And it's going to be challenging, but I accept that challenge. And that alone, I think everybody every day uh, exhibits courage in some form. Functional medicine as a, as a space, as a field, is relatively new, but mm -hmm. the, the concept, the underlying foundation of it ultimately looks at a person in their entirety, you know, mm -hmm. their whole beautiful, complicated, complex self, because each and every one of us has an extremely unique, miraculous path that brought us to who we are in the present. Oh, world. yes. Oh, um, yes. And so current medicine, you know, you can call it Western medicine, however we want to define it, typically looks at diseases. We try and look at the acute problem or symptom that we want to resolve. An easy example for me is having high blood pressure. So back in 2010, 2012, I had high blood pressure. It was uncontrolled and I went on medication because it was prescribed and it was a way to address the acute symptom of high blood pressure. Right. I'm sure many of us can relate to taking a medication and having side effects, whether that is brain fog, whether that is trouble sleeping, whether that's having gastrointestinal issues, or whether it's causing a whole host of different problems. And so the challenge of Western medicine is that while it can solve, it does a really good job of using the science and technology to solve a specific problem, sometimes it can miss the ripple effect that right. solving that problem can have. And so what functional oh. medicine does as a space is it looks at a more patient-centered approach, looking at a person and the set of symptoms that they're exhibiting whether that's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, you know, where mm -hmm. are they um, as a total person and how are their systems functioning? You know, how are they detoxifying? How are they assimilating the food and the air and everything that's coming into their body? How is their body appropriately transporting 
things throughout appropriately, whether that's oxygen or nutrients. And functional medicine approaches a person by looking at all of these different systems, understanding whether they're imbalanced, and then talking to the patient and understanding them as a person. Because the problem that they are exhibiting is not something that's just come out of the blue. Right. Usually there are triggering events throughout their lives, mediating events that they continue to experience or have, antecedents, how they were born, how they were raised, what family history of diseases that have been exhibited, things throughout their lives that could be almost like breadcrumbs, clues to potential driving causes of this problem that they're facing today. And so functional medicine, the beauty of it is that first it looks at you as a whole person, but then at the end of the day, the foundation of how to approach it is to, one, we understand the problem. It's the information component. And then two, translating that again into an insight. Now, some of those, some of the most well-known factors for high blood pressure are diet. So the standard American diet, SAD, the SAD <laughs> diet, <laughs> is usually high in salt, high in sugar, high in fat, processed, mm. all contributing factors to high blood pressure. Consumption of caffeine and alcohol, also an influencing factor in high blood pressure. The amount of sleep somebody gets and the quality of that sleep. You're only getting four to six hours a night. You might be able to think you can function, but your body might not be able to properly heal itself during those yeah. six hours. Movement studies have shown that even walking 30 minutes a day can help start to lower your systolic and diastolic blood pressure. I'm sure, a lot of us have experienced. When we're stressed, our heart rate increases, our blood yeah. pressure increases, start to have tension, headaches. And then, you know, the relationship with all of those factors and the relationships with others, nutrition, movement, relaxation, and stress, and the relationship, they all are basically modifiable elements that we can take control of as a person and start to figure out how to lessen the effect or intensity of this disease that has shown up. And so it's a process that really tries to help somebody create a habit, a lifestyle that enables them to be healthy for the long term. Because yeah. medication can work, but it might not always work. And so then you have to increase your dosage or you have to switch over to new medication yeah. or the, the side effects are too strong. So functional medicine really tries to ensure that client is empowered with these tools, understands their intrinsic motivation, their why, their purpose yeah. of why am I doing this? Why is it important to me to create this new set of habits that ultimately serve them really well in the long run to address not only the disease or symptom they were trying to solve in the first place, but to have a very powerful effect on many areas of their lives and mm -hmm. ensuring that they're in a great, healthy state physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And so, that. yeah, this, this, this field, um, you can tie it maybe a bit closer to Eastern philosophy, just mm -hmm. in terms of understanding the bigger picture, understanding how everything is interconnected, all systems are influencing other systems, 
And it can be complicated, but I think that's the beauty of it is that uh, you have people, health coaches being one of them, but you have practitioners, all that really try to become this collaborative care team to enable somebody to approach the problem in a way that teaches them how to manage it and how to transform it um, into something that ultimately creates a healthier life. It's uh, thank you so much for providing that really insightful overview of it. I think like, I mean, I can't think of that many things that are as important and helping people with, with their health in a way that's really going to get to the root causes of what's going on. And I know, um, you know, even just like talking with, with my husband Mao for, you know, when we were on a trip together, you were able to help him so much just in one conversation on this. So I can see your passion and like how much you want to share with people. It's really beautiful to see. I I wanted to highlight too, for people listening, like how you pointed out a few times that you struggled yourself with these health issues that began your journey. And that's a common thread we see, right? With people who are creating new things and going in these new paths that's, that's more aligned with their purpose. That's doing something that's going to help others that often we go through the struggle ourselves first for a reason, right? To show us really that problem. And so you can really serve because it's hard to serve when you haven't done through it yourself. So that was definitely, you know, our experience with the led to immigrant finance, for example, with the, the financial challenges with Mal being an immigrant and everything we went through. So I, I love how you share that. And I just want to emphasize that for people that like, if you're having challenges in an area, there might be a reason why. And kind of to, it's really hard when you're in it, right? Like, did you know at that time that it would lead you where you are now? I think it's in the darkest of caves that we find the brightest of light. You know, we really right. do discover something about ourselves when we have these challenges. And it's so hard to see the light through the storm but having trust in yourself and having trust in the greater process, uh, the greater journey that we call life, really does help ground you and ensure that you have a mindset that enables you to persevere and to continue to take one step in front of the other, because that's all we can do. And, and that's enough. To your previous question about, um, did I think I would go into functional yeah. medicine? Uh, you know, the... <laughs> the short answer is no, but I guess that, you yeah. know, the universe the universe really directed me in this direction because right. the belief that we have, we do in fact have power to truly take care of ourselves. It's not just these external influences that that we have to rely on. Uh, we we can and should question things that we're told, or even question ourselves and the thoughts that we have. Like, is yeah. this true? Is it kind? You know, is it necessary? <laughs> Are these thoughts or these questions or these problems, are they important enough to me as a person trying to just live a good and healthy life? And so functional health really just came through as, as part of my own personal journey. And, and I think that to your point, everybody who's doing work, social entrepreneurship, ultimately trying to raise others up is a function and a result of empathy, mm-hmm. truly understanding where yeah. somebody is where they're coming from because you yourself have in some way experienced it. And so health coaching, I think what's important, one of the key things that I've taken away in my journey as I trained to become a health coach is 
<laughs> and I've told this to many people, I, I feel like there could be 8 billion health coaches on this planet. I think each of us, each person on this planet would benefit from learning about motivational interviewing, positive psychology, character, totally. empathetic listening, being a non-judgmental accountability partner, and approaching conversations in a collaborative manner, uh, not in a combative or confrontational manner. You know, these fundamental beliefs as a health coach really can go across any industry, any, any job, any career. I think especially the empathetic listening, you know, really being present for somebody, meeting them where they're at, wherever they are in their journey, and showing up without any judgment, any preconceived notions or goals, giving them the space to express themselves and giving them the tools to navigate their journey, I think really ties into what any social entrepreneur is trying to do. It's beautiful. And the fact it that really is. health coaching is a growing space, social entrepreneurship has always existed, similar to health coaching, but they're, they're becoming more well-defined and more well-known. Yeah. And I think it's just that positive momentum that, that everyone in the world can benefit from. Absolutely. And like doing, you're such an example of that, of turning something you struggled with yourself into a way you can serve and help others from your experience and your passion and that brought clarity to what your purpose is. Like that, that's how it works. That's, that's the method, right? Um, I, I'm wondering if there was kind of like a moment when you realized, okay, I'm, I'm going to be a health coach and have a business or did it happen sort of gradually over time? Oh, that's a great question. I feel like everything <laughs> in life happens happens gradually over time. Um, I thought you might say that. <laughs> You're a very patient person, like far more um, than the norm. <laughs> I I think it's um I think a part of it is just we're constantly evolving, we're constantly changing, and the more that we try to resist that, you know, the more friction's created. And that friction existed in my life. You know, when, when I left corporate, I had plans, loosely defined plans, to move into a space that allowed me to better serve others. And the pandemic totally flipped that on its head because I couldn't find an organization, a company, a team that really wanted to take anybody on. And so... Oh, I didn't know that you were thinking of, like, finding a job in that first. I had no idea. Yeah, in that moment, I wanted to move either into the nonprofit space or oh. into the biotech, you know, nutrition-centric mm -hmm. space, um, because I thought that's where my skill sets of corporate life, you know, being able yeah. to work with massive teams, complicated problem solving, innovation, product creation, P&L management, yeah. so these were the skills that I used, but I also had really good skills in listening, communication, conflict resolution, and, you know, talent development in developing people. I think the space that existed during the pandemic, this silence that I think a lot of us were forced to experience, yeah. uh, for me, it gave me time to really reflect on what's important and what the next step might look like that really aligns to who I am deep inside, not just the set of skills that I know I have externally, but maybe the set of skills I want to nurture internally. 
And so yeah. Yeah. I think the, the combination of my journey from 2010 to 2020, my own health journey, really combined with this space to reflect on how can I, how do, how can I contribute to the world mm -hmm. um, in a positive way led me to complete the graduate program at Tufts University in nutrition science right. and to then say, okay, health coaching feels, one, really aligned to my values, two, really aligned to my character strength, my love of learning, yeah. my curiosity. It yeah. really does uh, give me a place to connect with others and help others become the version of themselves that they know deep down they can become. Uh, mm -hmm. They just need to mm -hmm. find the right way to express it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think the pandemic was really the window, you know, the, the sort of that total window that um, allowed some light to be shed on, you know, a way of living that could serve me by serving others in a really positive mm -hmm. way. And so I pursued that and, and I did a ton of research on health coaching programs, and I decided that the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy, their approach, their partnership with IFM really resonated with me. And so having pursued it and having learned what I learned and the people that I met and the training that I received in other tools beyond what I learned in corporate, motivational interviewing, positive psychology, character strength, it really just kind of breathed. Uh, amazing life into me and I can so feel I, it right now like oh I my god <laughs> I pay, I pay you're just like to glowing <laughs> <laughs> and um and yeah and, and I think that that glow <laughs> that glow that you see is just something that you know when I can share it with others whether it's in a one-on-one -on -one, you know working with a client or if it's in a large group setting that that's what you know that's what feeds my soul and that's what nurtures me. And that's what makes yeah. me feel fulfilled. And it just took a long time to get there. And, and it's a continuous journey. I mean, this journey, like yeah. all of us, it's far from over. You know, I, I've reached one horizon, but the horizon's never ending. And I think as, yeah. as, we, as we can embrace that and love the journey that we're on, as long as we've got that beautiful horizon to look towards, there's nothing better in the world. <laughs> so I'm a yeah. huge fan of sunsets. If you can't tell from my analogy, but um, I am too. Yeah. I like that. I had heard. I heard people talk like joke about it's like Tetris. You're just like going to the next level. Yeah, uh, yeah but I like I the sunsets better. I mean, yeah, and, and I think that's the beauty of it is like coaching, health coaching, or coaching in general. The work that you do, it's about listening to somebody and understanding the way that they look at the world. Because an, an analogy or a story or an anecdote or a tool or an exercise might work really well for somebody, but it might not resonate at all for another person. Correct. And Correct. that's the beauty of it is that, again, we're all so unique. And so yeah. creating the space for people to explore that and say, you know what, that doesn't really make sense to me. Well, that's okay. Well, how, how else might we want to think about it? That yeah. exploration is where you can just get so many amazing insights and you can see the change in people as they start that's to the look best part. introspectively. Uh, and I think that's the fun part is, is that it's a bit Sherlock Holmes-esque. You're trying to find the best way to help somebody. And it's going to take a multitude of paths and many, many probably different ways uh, to approach it. But 
that's, that's the beauty of life. And so as somebody yeah. trained in a multitude of tools and ways of thinking and approaches, and with the experience of understanding people truly where they are at, you can better enable them to use the right tools or the right approaches that work for them and, um, and yeah. help them find their own horizon or their own Tetris block, you know, whichever <laughs> analogy. Yeah. Yeah. That is such a beautiful explanation of coaching. And like, it, it's really about how it's really about supporting the person in the way they need. I wonder, there's something I want to ask you to speak to that I think would be really interesting for people uh, in terms of being multidimensional and having different parts of you come together to sort of shape what that purpose is. And, you know, if you decide to become a social entrepreneur, you know, what you end up creating your business around. And for you, I want to ask about the Tai Chi work you do. How does mm. that really, and how has that been integrating into your business as you build it? I am so grateful that you asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> I asked you when I saw you in Portugal too, but I want to hear more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so for those that might not be familiar with Tai Chi, so Tai Chi is a, a martial art that was founded in, in China long, long ago. And it can best be described as movement meditation. The style that I learned, Yang style, um, from uh, the lineage of Chen Menqing and the Yang family is very fluid movement, a series of movements, sort of like a dance that really research has now come through in the past, I'd say 20 or 30 years that has revealed its ability to really allow somebody to open and access their parasympathetic nervous system, to really? relax their entire body mind, lower their heart rate, lower their blood pressure, common yeah. And so th this art, this martial art, really, I've always had an interest in it. My whole life, you know, there have been moments in life where things, they just sort of trickle to the surface and you're like, huh, that's interesting. But then you sort of suck it away. You put it on the bookshelf, which yeah. is natural because a lot of people have a lot of things going on in their lives. It's like a little and seed so, that gets planted. Exactly, exactly. And so the, the seeds were planted over the course of my life. But common theme, again, when COVID happened and the world shut down, part of that introspection, part of that space for me to explore was, huh, I wonder if I now have time to understand and learn the art of Tai Chi. And so I took my first class online which is very uncommon. Usually it's taught in person, mm -hmm. traditionally in silence, observation only. But uh, over the course of the next two, almost three years, I was able to learn the whole form. I was able to be trained as an instructor. And I've been very lucky enough to not only train now people online, globally across the U.S. and in Europe, but I was able to train in Austria just this past October, uh, which That's was amazing. a really powerful experience. Being able to, again, like many of us can relate to, just being together yeah. in person, you know, experiencing the energy um, in the moment, in the environment. Mm. And so Tai Chi as, as an art, as an exercise, is a really important part of my life. I do it every morning, 30 minutes. I do a few rounds. I do some Qigong. 
ultimately it will become a larger part of my practice as a health coach um, yeah. for those that, that it resonates with. Uh, because it is a very approachable exercise that anybody of any age can learn um, the movements to. And there are even variations where you can do it sitting down or certain variations that are more Qigong focused instead of Tai Chi focused, which is more of um, heavier on the movement. It's, it's a wonderful practice that embodies the principles of relaxation, of calmness, fluidity, acceptance of the current environment. It's just really a gift to have been able to let that seed grow and, and nurture it enough to say, this is important to me, and so I'm going to prioritize it. And I think that yeah. um, it relates back to a lot of, again, a lot of things in life that we tend to shelve or we tend to put away because, mm -hmm. um, because of work commitments or family commitments or education commitments right. or the whole host of things that, that life can throw at us, some of those areas of life that we have the most control over that best nurture our physical, mental, and emotional and spiritual health. And yeah, Tai Chi was one of those for me. So um, I'll actually be teaching a class online, partnering with the Chicago School at the end of January. So uh, I can provide info if, if there's yeah. anyone interested in joining that, if this, uh, if this podcast is but so um, it's just a wonderful practice and it's very approachable for anybody. And I think that, again, the total world could benefit from it. You know, the community at large can benefit from it um, because it embodies these principles that I think everyone can use and everyone can use a bit of relaxation, a bit of reducing Absolutely. stress. And um, yeah, Tai Chi is a, a great part of what I do and, and thankfully a great part of what I can share. I'm so grateful for you sharing that. Um... It's really interesting how it parallels a lot of the values that led you to the functional health coaching. And I, I wanted people to hear about that because I think with business, you know, we're often told you have to, you have to be niche and you have to be in this box, but really the niche is you and you're this really interesting multidimensional person who does the health coaching and the Tai Chi and it, it's actually all very symbiotic, right? And that's what makes your work really unique. So um, I love that example. And I have one last question for you, which is with everything you've gone through in this journey so far, if you kind of go back to when you were starting to figure out what you were supposed to do, you know, maybe you wanted to help people, maybe, maybe it was going to be a business. What's the number one lesson that you would want to share with people? That's a really strong, interesting question. I, <laughs> or a lesson. A le we don't have to make it the number one. Well, <laughs> I, I can certainly share from my life what, yeah. you know, what I think is the, the number one, or at least one of the many things that have contributed to, to this journey. And I think ultimately the shifting of belief that we can only control so much yeah. and the willingness to be curious about ourselves and curious about our habits, curious about our potential rather than being critical and, and really trying to intentionally shift the scale to be more balanced between the positive and the negative. We're, we're naturally, you know, evolutionarily inclined to think about the bad. It's a protective mechanism. It's a totally natural thing to do. And, you know, they say, you know, roughly 
for every one positive thought that we have, we normally have nine negative thoughts. Mm. Um, completely imbalanced, but it's, it's a protective mechanism. And it usually works really well for us because there could be a lot of dangers around us. But today, unfortunately, we're not necessarily trained our minds in a way to really say, okay, this isn't actually a threat. This isn't yeah. actually a bad thing. It's okay. Yeah. I'm not um, going to get eaten by a lion. I'm <laughs> not going to get eaten by a lion. Um, I'm only going to have to send this email. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it feels moment. the same sometimes. It's, you know, the body, the body doesn't know yeah. any different. So that's the key. Right. Like these little stresses the come up and it, it's all interconnected. And so, you know, the heart rate starts pumping, the mind starts yeah. racing and the body reacts accordingly because it's like, oh, this email is the lion. And so the more that we can train ourselves to shift to be a bit more balanced with the positive alongside the negative, to celebrate the wins that we have, the progress that we make, to not be as critical about where we're at because we know that our horizon is there and we're walking towards it one step at a time. Yeah. And so I think just being, being more gracious to yourself, more gratitude to your journey and celebrating it with curiosity and really with this mindset that you are moving in a direction that you're choosing to move towards. Other elements of life not might be going according to your plan, but what you can control, you're moving in the right direction because you yourself have defined that direction. So really a approaching it with a more balanced mind and it's okay to fail. That's how we learn. That's how we grow yeah. and, and learning to accept that. It takes time, like everything, just noticing more of the wins, accepting the losses as they are and, and learning from them and ensuring that you have a support network, you know, and that can be as, <laughs> that can be as broad as a massive community that you can tap into um, like the one that you've created, or it could even be as small as you looking at yourself in the mirror saying, you got this. <laughs> you got this. It's oh going to be gosh. okay. You're going to have a great day. So good. So or good. maybe it's talking to your little toddler or, or talking to your dog. It's just being able to put it out into the world, leaving your mind and allowing it to go out into, into the universe. That's a very long-winded way of, of saying that. I think the, the number one lesson is trying to have a more curious beginner's mind mindset and to not be as critical, um, which will lead to a more balanced approach um, as, as you embark on this journey. Well, thank you for the $100 million advice to our community. <laughs> like That's what that just was. Seriously, that was the most incredible advice so well said, so relatable and like simple, um, the way you described it. And I think it's very obvious for anyone listening, you're an incredible coach from, you've been coaching on this, on this recording. So thank you so much, um, for generously sharing all this wisdom with us and would love to share how people can connect with you. Um, uh, what would be the best, best way for folks to reach out? Well, uh, first, again, thank you, Adina, for the time. Thank you for the work that you're doing, the impact that you're making. It, it truly is amazing. And the courage oh, and you. the grace 
that you put forth in your own work really does have really does have a powerful effect on others. And so I'm so thankful to have had this chance. I look forward to that more. That means as well. a lot. Yes, <laughs> just the beginning of our collaborations. Thank you for those kind words. Of course, of course. So if people want to reach out, they can go to my website at inmylifecoach.com. They can also find me on Instagram, as you know, um, at, at inmylifecoach. Those are the two easiest ways, but Perfect. we can set up a, a session or a call uh, to talk about anything that's top of mind for you as it relates to coaching, functional medicine, um, or anything beyond. So Amazing. Um, I look forward to hearing from folks. Well, thank you again so much for your time and being so generous. This is incredible. I can't wait to share it with people and have folks learn about all the great work you're doing. Thank you so much, Adina. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Ian. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Business of Purpose podcast. I'm so grateful. Wanted to share a couple recent reviews from some of our listeners and give them some shout outs. So thank you so much to Sarah KJSD, who shared that this podcast is inspiring. As an entrepreneur, it is my hope that I can make an impact on others while also serving myself. Loving these conversations. Thank you so much, Sarah Kay. I'm so glad that you're finding the show helpful. And another shout out to Tuklu, who says, you can do both. Yes, you can make social change and make money doing it. I've truly enjoyed listening. I'm so grateful that message is getting across. I hope that this show is helping you see that that's possible too. Um, if you would be so kind as to consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, it would mean so much to me. It really helps get the show out so that we can help and reach more people. If you want to take a quick screenshot of the review you leave and send it over to me on Instagram at Adina Applebaum, I will give you a shout out too and can read your review on the show as well. So thank you for taking the time and so, so excited to continue having these meaningful conversations with you and I will connect with you soon. Bye for now.